0: Holding her breath, Eva Mackay shot a glance over her left shoulder, then her right. Alone at the rear of the nave, she stood behind a gathering of the most influential nobles in Scotland. Temptation made her fingers twitch. This might be her only chance. Gingerly, she slid her hand into the pouch hanging from her belt and palmed her smartphone. She'd be a total fool not to snap a photo of such a momentous occasion. But if caught? With a shudder, Eva looked again to ensure no one watched. She pushed the on button and drew the phone out. With a quick swipe of her finger, familiar icons illuminated. After selecting the camera, she turned off the flash and held it up, snapping two quick pictures. Before Eva dared look at them, she slipped the shiny black rectangle back into her pocket. More like a purse, really, fashioned from the same damask as her thirteenth-century gown. The sound of a man clearing his throat came from Eva's left. Jolting, her stomach somersaulted with a queasy leap. John Cummin, Lord of Badenoch, stepped from behind an enormous stone pillar. He stood for a moment and squinted at her with suspicion etched across his hard, pinched features. Eva folded her arms and raised her chin in defiance. Then she tiptoed to resume her place beside Lady Christina Murray while watching the snake out of the corner of her eye. In the short time she'd come to know Scotland's nobles she trusted come in the least, with the Earl of March a close second. As the Lord of Badenoch brushed past her and joined his wife, Eva exhaled and turned her attention to the front of the Kirk of the Forest. Lord John Stuart, the High Steward of Scotland, presided over the ceremony, flanked by Canon Lamberton. Neil Stuart instructed William Wallace and Sir Andrew Murray. They complied as commanded, wearing full battle armour of hauberks and mail coifs, adorned with surcoats emblazoned with the St. Andrew's Cross. Lord Stuart placed his palms upon their heads. By the power invested in me granted by the Privy Council of this great nation, I hereby declare Mr. Wallace and Sir Murray joint guardians of the Kingdom of Scotland. As witnessed by your gallant bravery and cunning defeat of the English at Stirling Bridge, ye shall not only preside over matters of state, ye shall be commanders of the Army of Scotland and the community of the same Kingdom. The High Steward paused for a moment and panned his gaze across the gathering of Scotland's highest-ranking nobles. "'Do ye swear to uphold all laws and decrees of the Kingdom of Scotland?' "'I do swear,' Wallace and Murray said in unison. "'Do ye swear in the presence of all in attendance to defend this great nation against Scotland's enemies?' "'I so swear,' Do ye promise to safeguard the rights of the crown until Scotland once again sees our monarch returned to the throne? The two men regarded each other with a solemn nod. I so promise. Then Lord Stuart stood back and raised his palms. Go forth and act to uphold the interests and decrees of Scotland. From this day henceforth all subjects shall honour ye as the undisputed guardians of this blessed kingdom. Eva pressed her palms together and touched her fingers to her lips while tears blurred her vision. Unwilling to miss a single moment, she blinked in rapid succession. Indeed, this day was the most uplifting in the five months since she'd been hurled into the 13th century. Together, William and Sir Andrew stood, bowed, then turned and strode down the aisle. Though at six foot, Sir Andrew Murray was inordinately tall for a man of this era, Wallace towered over him by more than a head. Of all the nobles in attendance, William was the only commoner, but by far the most impressive warrior. Chestnut curls peaked from behind his coif, framing a handsomely chiselled face made fierce by his cropped auburn beard. Even though he wore thick mail armor, anyone would be impressed with his well-toned, iron-muscled frame. Wrapped in tight chausses, William's powerful legs stretched against his thigh-length hauberk and surcoat with every stride. When he caught Eva's eye, a slight smile turned up one corner of his mouth, his crystal blue eyes sparkling with the flicker of the aisle candles nested in their tall iron stands.